Amen. Well, please take your Bibles and turn with me at this time to the book of Galatians. We're in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. We're uh, picking up now on our uh, message series on the fruit of the Spirit and growing more like Jesus. And so far in our series, we've looked at the first six fruit, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. And so today uh, we come to the seventh fruit in the list, the fruit of faithfulness faithfulness. Or in Genesis 5, 22 and 23, would you please stand with me for the reading of God's word? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Let us pray. Dear Lord, this is your word, and so we come to you asking that you would indeed speak to us through your word this morning, and speak to us about faithfulness, speak to us about your faithfulness, speak to us about our need to grow in faithfulness. We uh, commit ourselves in this word to you, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Please be seated. I'd like to begin this morning with a couple of questions. Has anyone important in your life ever let you down? Did someone tell you they would do something and then they either just forgot or maybe they changed their mind? Has anyone ever made a promise to you and then broke that promise? And then the biggest question of all, have you ever done any of these things to someone else, right? We're all in this together. Today we come to the fruit of faithfulness. The word faithfulness is related to the word faith. When a person is faithful, that means you can trust them. You can put your faith in them and they will not let you down. It's the same way with God. When we say that God is faithful, we mean that God is dependable. He is reliable. He can be trusted. Faithfulness is such an important quality for us to develop as believers. All relationships, right? All relationships are built on trust. And so when you grow in faithfulness, people will learn that they can depend on you and you will enjoy stronger, healthier relationships with the people in your life. Then another reason faithfulness is so important is because God tells us in his word that he rewards faithfulness. God is looking for people who will be faithful to him and his kingdom so that we may bring great glory and honor to him. There are so many areas where we need to be faithful in our lives, right? We need to be faithful at home, faithful at work, faithful in our marriages, faithful to our commitments, faithful to our word, faithful with our money, faithful to family and friends, faithful to the church, faithful to the Lord. It's a big deal, isn't it? Faithfulness. Faithfulness has to do with your character. And as you know, we've been attaching a a different phrase to each one of the fruit of the Spirit. There's a a list of all of them out in the round table. If you don't have one of those or if you've misplaced yours and you're welcome to take one home after the service. And the phrase that we have for faithfulness is this. I will grow in faithfulness as I allow the Spirit to strengthen my character. Let me say that again. I will grow in faithfulness 
as I allow God's Holy Spirit to strengthen my character. And as you grow in character, you will become a stronger, more trustworthy, more dependable person in every area of your life. So faithfulness, we want to look at the fruit of faithfulness this morning. There's an outline in your worship guide. I'd encourage you to take that out. It'll help you to follow along in the different points and scriptures we'll be looking at this morning. And first, we want to see what does the Bible tell us about faithfulness in God? Faithfulness in God. Remember, we can trace all the fruit of the Spirit back to God because all the fruit of the Spirit are rooted in God's character, right? God is the root and we bear the fruit. That's the way it works. And we've seen that with each of the fruit of the Spirit. And it's the same with our fruit today, the fruit of faithfulness. And the Bible tells us that God is faithful. He is faithful in all his ways. Proverbs, I'm sorry, Psalm 25.10 says this, all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who keep the demands of his covenant. Psalm 105 says, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And so our God is a faithful God. He is absolutely trustworthy and dependable. God is faithful to his creation. He is faithful to his people. God was faithful in sending Jesus as our savior. God is faithful to judge sin and he is faithful to save sinners who put their trust in him. How wonderful to know that our God is faithful. You can always, always depend on him. Not only is God faithful, but his word is faithful. His word is trustworthy and true. We read in Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? And the answer to those is, of course not. He'll always come through. God is faithful in all his ways. Therefore, God is faithful in all his words. The two go together, don't they? We even have a saying, don't we? We say, you're only as good as your word, right? When a person is faithful, you can trust their word. And God's word is trustworthy and true. God has given us his word in the Bible. We look to the scriptures. We read Psalm 19, 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. You've probably heard the saying, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Have you heard that one before, right? God said it, I believe it, that settles it. It's a great saying, I use it a lot, but you know what? You can actually leave out the middle part and it still works, right? God said it, that settles it, right? Whether you or I believe it or not, God said it, that settles it because God's word is trustworthy and true. Now, when we think about God and faithfulness, we also want to think about Jesus, God's son, the son of God, and how Jesus has displayed each of these fruit of the spirit in his life when he was here on earth as a human being. And when we look at Jesus's life in the gospels, we see that Jesus as God's son also displayed this fruit of faithfulness in his life. 
In fact, at the end of his life here on earth, Jesus was able to say this to the Father, John 17, 4. He said, Father, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Folks, that's faithfulness. I would love to be able to say something like that at the end of my life. Hebrews chapter 3 tells us, Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, testifying to what would be said in the future, but Christ is faithful as a son over God's house. Book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 describes Jesus as uh, Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness. And the word witness in this verse, uh, it's the same word as our English word, martyr. It means someone who is faithful to death in their witness to the truth. And so, yes, Jesus certainly displayed the fruit of faithfulness in his human life here on earth. He was faithful to finish the work the Father gave him to do. He was faithful as a son over all God's house. He is the faithful witness who is faithful even unto death. And when you look at faithfulness in God, you see that faithfulness is at the very root of God's character. It's who he, it's who he is. And it is fully displayed in the life of Jesus as God's son. That's faithfulness in God. We always start with God, right? Next, we want to see what does the Bible tell us about faithfulness and character? Remember, faithfulness has to do with your character. I will grow in faithfulness as I allow the Spirit to strengthen my character. So let's explore this for a little bit together. Faithfulness is, first of all, a matter of integrity. Integrity. Proverbs 11.3 says this, The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. So here you've got two groups of people. You have the unfaithful who don't have integrity, and you have the faithful who are marked by integrity. Integrity has to do with wholeness as a person. The faithful person is the same inside as they are out. They're the same person in private as they are in public. Their heart and their actions match up and align. Daniel in the Old Testament is a wonderful example of faithfulness and integrity. We read in Daniel chapter 6 verse 4. The administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. Why is that? They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy. He was faithful and neither corrupt nor negligent. When the Babylonian administrators went looking for some way to accuse Daniel, they didn't find anything. Let me ask you, how would you fare if a major newspaper assigned all of their journalists to follow you around and try to dig up dirt in your life. Anybody signing up for that assignment? No, thank you, right? How would you do? Daniel did just fine because he was a man of integrity. He was faithful and trustworthy in all that he did. Faithfulness is also a matter of having the right priorities in your life. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, he said, but seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness and then all these other things will be given to you as well. Seek first God's kingdom, have right priorities. Ephesians 5 tells us, be very careful 
Very careful how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. The faithful person seeks God's kingdom first and also seeks to live their life wisely, making the most of each and every opportunity. Faithfulness is a matter of integrity. It's a matter of right priorities. And then faithfulness is also a matter of following through. Following through. In Colossians 4, 17, Paul told one of his fellow workers, he said, see to it that you complete the work that you've received in the Lord. Faithfulness to the task. In 2 Timothy 4, 7, Paul was able to say about himself, he said, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. And you know what? I kept the faith. I kept the faith. And so the faithful person works hard at their tasks. They finish the work that God has given them to do, just as Jesus completed all of the work that the Father gave him to do. And at the end of their life, they are able to say with Paul, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. You see, faithfulness has to do with your character. The faithful person is a person of integrity. They set right priorities in their life and they follow through on things, keeping their word, working hard to complete the tasks set before them. Faithfulness has to do with your character. So we've looked at faithfulness in God. We've looked at faithfulness in character. And now finally, we want to see what does the Bible tell us about growing in faithfulness, right? With all the fruit of the Spirit. You know, you want fruit to grow on the tree. That's the whole purpose, right? So with all the fruit of the Spirit, we want to grow to be more like Jesus. We want to grow in faithfulness. We need more faithful people in this world. We need more faithful Christians in the church. And so here are a number of things that you can do to grow in the spiritual fruit of faithfulness in your life. Number one, Remember God's faithfulness to you. I always start with God, right? Remember God's faithfulness to you. God is faithful to you in so many ways. Now, if you haven't taken that outline out of your worship guide yet, I'd like you to take it out now, all of us, and turn to the back of it, uh, where you'll find a list of seven ways that God is faithful to you. This is actually a whole other message in itself. We don't have time to preach it this morning, but sort of two for, two for one special today. We'll just go through it really quickly for you, Okay. So remember, how is God faithful to you? Remember these things. First, God is faithful to keep his promises. Joshua 21, 45, not one of all the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. He's faithful to keep his promises. Secondly, he is faithful in his love and compassion for you. Lamentations 3, I love these verses. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Number three, God is faithful in times of trial or temptation. First Corinthians 10, 13 says that God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. We're not even halfway through all these ways that God is faithful to us. Number four now, he is faithful to prepare you for heaven. 
We read in 1 Thessalonians 5, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Number five, God is faithful to protect you from the evil one. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. Number six, God is faithful even when you are not. Even when we, even when we are not faithful, God is. 2 Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, he will remain faithful for he cannot disown himself. And then finally, number seven, God is faithful to forgive your sins. 1 John Chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. He will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Look at all of the different ways that God is faithful to you and to me. That's your first step growing in faithfulness is to remember him. Remember that God is faithful to you. That will encourage you to be faithful in your own life. That's the longest one. Let's keep move on now. Second way, number two. Second way to grow in faithfulness is to be a good steward of God's gifts to you. A good steward. The Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 2, now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Let me tell you something this morning. Everything that you have, and I mean everything, everything that you have in your life comes from God and belongs to God. We don't really own anything in this life, okay? We are only stewards of the things that God has entrusted to us. And so that means for each one of you here today, you have been given a trust from God and it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove themselves faithful. So that's a second way you can grow in faithfulness, be a good steward of God's gifts to you. A third way you can grow in faithfulness is to examine your commitments in the light of God's word. Examine your commitments in light of God's word. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 says this, verses 4 and 5. When you make a vow to God, do not delay in fulfilling it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. It is better not to vow than to make a vow and not fulfill it. And so never make vows lightly. And as Christians, we need to keep the commitments and the vows that we make to the Lord and to each other. And this has special application when it comes to our marriage vows. Our marriage vows. In the book of Malachi in the Old Testament, the people were wondering why God wasn't listening to them, why God was no longer paying attention to their offerings or their prayers. They said, what's going on, God? Why aren't you paying attention to us? And so Malachi told them. Malachi 2.14 said, the Lord is acting as the witness between you and the wife of your youth because you have broken faith with her though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. As Christians, we need to be faithful to our spouses and the vows that we have made to each other. Another way to grow in faithfulness is to be faithful in the small things. 
We often take all the big things like, oh man, I've got all these huge responsibilities. I've got to be faithful in those. Well, start small. Start small. In the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, the servant who was given just five talents, right? Remember, he put his money to work. What did he do? Went out, gained five more. And when the master returned, he told his servant, he said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Jesus said in Luke 16, 10, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Do you want to grow in faithfulness? Be faithful in the small things first. God will then trust you with more. Another way to grow in faithfulness is to keep your word even when it hurts. This goes along with what we said earlier about keeping the vows and the commitments that you make to God and to others. Psalm 15 in the Old Testament is a beautiful psalm. And the whole psalm goes about answering, what, answering this question. Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? Lord, who may live on your holy hill? And then the psalm goes on and answers that for us. And it says, and the psalm describes really the person of integrity, right? The faithful person of integrity, whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from the heart. And we get this in verse four, and who keeps his oath even when it hurts. Did you make a promise that is no longer easy or convenient for you to keep? God says, keep it anyways. It's another way to grow in faithfulness is to keep your word even when it hurts. And then finally, as we've seen with all the fruit of the Spirit, how do you grow in these things? Ask God. <laughs> Ask God. He's the, one who, he's the one who grows the fruit in you. We can't grow fruit. We can do things to help it along, but God is the one who's going to do it. Ask God to develop the fruit of faithfulness in your life. And when you do that, you're asking according to God's will, and as with all the fruit of the Spirit, God will answer that prayer for you. So you have six ways, right? Six ways that you can grow in faithfulness as a Christian. Remember God's faithfulness to you. Be a good steward of God's gifts to you. Examine your commitments in light of God's word. Be faithful in the small things. Keep your word even when it hurts. Ask God to develop the fruit of faithfulness in your life. Proverbs 26 says, Many a man claims to have unfailing love. But a faithful man, who can find? Solomon had trouble finding a faithful person in his day. And sadly, things are no different today. And so as Christians, we need to be faithful men and women who show through our daily lives and actions that we can be trusted I will grow in faithfulness as I allow the Spirit to strengthen my character. So my prayer for all of us this morning as a result of this message is that you will seek to become a more trustworthy person whom God and others can depend on to fulfill your obligations, to complete your tasks, and to keep your word even when it hurts.
May we all become a people who are completely trustworthy, reliable, and loyal. And when you come to the end of your life, may you hear those beautiful words from our Lord Jesus. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your master's happiness. Amen? Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your word this morning. It's convicting. It's challenging. But Lord, it's encouraging. We want to grow. We want to grow in faithfulness, Lord. We want this uh, to be a characteristic of our life. We want to be known as faithful followers of you. And so, Lord Jesus, help us. Grow your fruit in us. We can't do this without you. Do your work in us. Holy Spirit, we yield ourselves to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.